Now everybody's trained to have this short form. And if you're not interesting, you're gone. And if you're polished and, and looking too, too much like you tried too hard, <laughs> you're likely gone faster. Mm -hmm. uh, so organic short form content is, is the way to really connect with people. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the WiseNetics podcast. My name is Daryl. I'm your host today. And with me, I've got Tim Kerbis. He's the president at New Standard US. And Tim, I, I love talking with you. How are you doing today, man? Oh, I couldn't be any better. It's a, it's a Friday. And as we were discussing just uh, prior to hitting that record button, uh, it's, it's going to be a good weekend, I think. Oh, I, I, I think so. And it, and it is Friday. Whatever we're recording this, it is Friday. So I think we're both pretty excited to... Uh, to get to the weekend. <laughs> I, I didn't just accept this Friday appointment for, for no reason. It is, uh, it is uh, strategic. Well, you, you made a good choice there. So, you know, uh, Tim, tell, uh, tell the audience a little bit about you. Well, where to begin? I've had a, a, a few decades under my belt. Uh, let's keep it really short. I grew up as a farm kid in Manitoba, Canada. Uh, the farm wasn't big enough for some strong personalities, so one of the brothers, not the oldest one, found something else to do. I wandered off into uh, into different avenues and uh, and sort of landed in 2001 in um, in the agriculture livestock industry. Uh, my different brother, to make it all kind of um, confusing, brought me into this industry, and we uh, and I sort of grew up. Uh, uh, in this industry, and and in 2006 we started New Standard, um, and it's really just been a, a wild, fun ride since then. That's a that's a that's a storied like little family circle sort of thing you got going on, or had happened. Well, well it, it could go even deeper, but uh, for the sake of of time and uh, and and what have you, I'll just leave it at that. We won't dive into that one. No. <laughs> Might be some minds there, but uh, okay. So tell us, like, uh, what would you say is one of your top achievements and, and kind of what did you learn from it, Tim? Top achievements. Well, I'm going to have to, we're, we're going to have to put new standard pretty high on that list, if not at the top of the list. Uh, uh, I got to say, I'm pretty proud of, of what we've accomplished with this company. Um, uh, granted, it's not just me, but I'm the one here talking today. Uh, and then forgive me if I some, uh, refer to the first person a lot, but there's other guys who, who need to be thanked. There was a, a couple Dutch uh, uh, guys that helped me get it started in 2006. Uh, uh, one has since uh, passed on in 2008. Um, the other one is still uh, heavily involved in New Standard and, and, uh, and the big organization that we're a part of. Uh, so, you know, that, that would be the, the biggest um, uh the, the thing that I would call, especially in this podcast, what we're talking about, the, the biggest accomplishment really would be the success we've had with New Standard. And, and it's, it's something to be, that we're really proud of, uh, the, the brand that we've created, if you will. Um, to, to answer that second part of the question of what did I learn? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just shy of getting into my sixth decade. And I don't know that I could... I don't know that I could condense it enough to tell you everything I've learned. Uh, it, uh, this has been a wild ride of learning, you know, 
business management and sales and 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 one of the things that I think one of the things I've learned that that surprised me more than anything is how much I enjoy finding ways to truly speak to people and connect with them. I guess uh, if you will on on messaging in many different forms. So that that's probably the most surprising thing I've learned is is that. Trying to find that right way to message and speak to people is is, is a weird uh, fascination to me. Yeah, and in fact, when we first talked, we went down a long tangent about that. <laughs> so I remember that the trails. We've we've had some conversations. There's a lot of a lot of things we went. We did. We did. It was a great conversation, though. But that that I would you know new standard. I would definitely put it right up there with you. I, I think that is certainly a great one, and. Um, you know, kind of moving with that, you know, how would your parents describe what you do now? Uh, I'm not sure my parents have ever figured out really what I do. Um, I, I, uh, in, in a couple of years after starting New Standard, I uh, moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It was about 500 miles from the farm. My parents still live on the farm, although my older brother runs it. Um, I think that we, in uh, broad strokes, um, I think they just, think we sell equipment and 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 play play with toys bigger toys in in a bigger sandbox uh, I, I don't think they and and to be honest I don't think it's just my parents I think by and large and when this isn't unique to what I do it's unique to a lot of industries where if you don't work in that industry you really don't grasp how, how, how intricate some of the work that you do is where you can't even have a conversation about your work unless you're talking to somebody who does your work. Mm-hmm. Nobody else gets it. So I, I don't think my parents really grasp more than, you know, that inch deep uh, level of, yeah, he works somehow with barns. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you mentioned something there that was interesting about uh... – you know, if you're not like in the industry, not specifically, but just in, generally speaking, in, in an industry that you're, you know, working in, you may not know exactly, or they may not know how to communicate. My daughters have no idea what I do. They're like, oh, he, he just, he's in his office all day doing, doing work. <laughs> like, okay. It's not really it, but okay. So, yeah. Well, my, my, my kids, same thing. It's like, Half the time, especially my youngest daughter, even a year or two ago, she's like, "So, do you own barns?" And, no, I don't. Oh, <laughs> but okay, is, I, I send you pictures of, of pigs once in a while. Sure, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I don't even want to ask my youngest daughter what she thinks I do because I'm sure I'll get an absurd answer. But, uh, I'm, I'm sure some teachers at school hear that, that answer, whether you want to hear it or not. So my wife is a teacher, and sometimes some things that she shares with me make me a little fearful. <laughs> make me a little fearful. Um, in fact, and, and this is going on a big tangent, there's a comedian she really likes who was an elementary school teacher, which my wife is, and he shares a bunch of like true things that happened in his classroom. And she relates to it so much. And some of what he shares, even I'm like, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, and, but and the right kind of comedian can just make it take that perfect scenario and make it, well, oh, yeah. even funnier than it, than it should be. 
Yeah, we saw him at a comedy club here, and it, it was it was hilarious. The entire it was a smaller club, but the entire room was in in like in tears. He was very funny. Um, but kind of getting back on track, you know, and and more into the marketing side of things, you know, there's been a lot of changes, you know, in the past year, five years, ten years. You know, what do you see as far as like main changes in marketing, like digital media? How is, have you incorporated that into your company strategy? The biggest change, perhaps it's not a change, it's just a, uh, it's been revealed by the technology we, technology we use to consume information. Uh, but, but in essence, you have about, the, the biggest change is the length of time you have to communicate with people uh, or to even hold their attention. Um, I think that's that's the biggest thing is that you have on for over fifty percent of anybody who will get eyeballs on your content, you likely have less than thirty seconds to get your message across. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch any kind of metrics on 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 any kind of videos, and we do because we incorporate a lot of videos into what we do, and you watch the metrics, and and your fall off rate is exponential beyond 30 seconds. Uh, if, you're, if you're interesting, you got to understand that the people who you really want to speak to are probably going to listen after 30 seconds, but they're gone after 60. It's, it's just the nature of it. Is the, the biggest thing we have to realize is that you're, you have to be, and, and well, let's be honest, TikTok and all of the, uh, the wannabes or the, the copycats uh, on the various platforms all understand this, the short form videos. Um, and it's and it's probably um, made it worse because of TikTok because now everybody's trained to have this short form. And if you're not interesting, you're gone. And if you're polished and and looking too um, too much, like you tried too hard, <laughs> you're likely gone faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so organic short form content is 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 the way to really connect with people it gives you you've got other avenues you can use once people develop some loyalty and brand recognition but if you want to actually get somebody to notice you the the, the world is about as tough as it's ever going to get you're you're on point there i i, I even you know we talked about our, our girls and stuff like that like not even 30 seconds. They're right there. Yeah. Um, I'd even be curious to see, you know, cause you mentioned something that really stuck to me, which was the technology has revealed it to us. Like, has it always just been that way? And they just had nothing better to do. So here we are, but now that we can, you know, consume, consume, consume at light speed. I think know. that the mind is just um, governed. Well, maybe governed or, or, uh, conditioned for that, um, I'm pretty sure you could find the research uh, on, on, uh, pretty easily to, to to show you that these short form videos are dopamine machines. Oh, yeah. They give you those little hits, and people become addicted to it, uh, for better or for worse. You, uh, we're not going to make all kinds of uh, you know assessments of society in general, but that is what it is. Um, uh, and then I think um, TikTok and all these. The very short form videos have just 
they've revealed that the human mind is given to that kind of addiction. It's always been there. We've just never had a platform that really fed it like that. Right. And, so, and the, the cycle's been shortened. So that makes total sense. So with that in mind, you know, what are your thoughts on content marketing? The, the biggest thing is, is that most people, most people in general, and, and particularly people who you want to speak to, who likely already have some knowledge about whatever you're going to talk to or talk about. They, it's, it's very, I, w- I would imagine there's, there's forums and times where you'll have something that you're bringing completely new information. But most people are savvy enough that they've already either looked it up or seen something about it, and you're not the first person. Um, so, so no, uh, nobody really wants to see another polished commercial. We've gone away from commercials. Everybody skips over them. If it looks like it was produced by a marketing agency, chances are your eyeballs disappear far fast. And, and, and I'm like that myself. Um, and, and I'm, I don't imagine I'm unique. The, the biggest thing with it, I'm unique just like everybody else, yes. <laughs> um, the, the big thing is people have to believe you. People have to believe what you're seeing is what you believe is what is real. It's all it's authenticity. I mean, if you really want to sum it up. Um, and, 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 and so if you really want to connect with people, you have to get good at being on, uh, like content marketing requires... Let's be honest, video at this point. Most times printed materials or web pages are are secondary. But if you're if you're really trying to break through and get towards some form of brand recognition or to uh, open doors to new places to talk to to audiences, you're gonna be in some form of uh, likely visual on a video media. And eyes will glaze over the minute it seems like it's inauthentic or just another professionally polished polished video. Content marketing, especially on the leading edge, is going to be organic and authentic. You've mentioned, uh, you know, authentic and authenticity a few times. Um, And, you know, frankly, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with you. I think we're all just as unique as you are is if there's a commercial or if it's overly polished or something like that, we're all going to like disappear into it. Um, you know, so with that in mind, you know, do you think producing and sharing technical content is important now for brand positioning and how do you make that authentic? Technical content? Technical content. For, yeah. For brand positioning, I don't think those two things go together. Uh, in, my, in my mind, I, I uh, let, and maybe I should qualify that. And maybe clarify what I'm saying. Is like my in my mind, technical content is is one of those YouTube how to take your car apart and put it back together. You know, um, now if you're sharing something that's really good information that people can apply easily and rather quickly into something they're doing, and you can get it across them quickly, so you can consider that technical. Sure, that would. So if you're if you're coming at, Coming at them with, let's use an, as an example, maybe a scenario of 
every Wednesday or every Monday morning or whatever you have you, your company might be where we're going to give you a snippet of one minute. This is how you can handle this or deal with this problem. Quickly, these we've heard these questions and so otherwise. So if you become that quick hit, easy to apply, perhaps I could be considered technical content or technical information. Yeah, that will position you well because people will rely, start to rely. I want to see that because I'm always learning something. Um, but but perhaps if you go into the uh, the next level down into the weeds where you're telling somebody how to do something uh, uh, really deep, the, that's a, no, that wouldn't be brand position. That's if the guy already knows you or if the person already knows you and they want to really listen. Or they're one-off searching for that specific topic and your brand is irrelevant. Right. And they really just want to, in that case, they really just want to dig into the next layer of the onion. Yes. Gotcha. So Makes perhaps sense. we've got to make sure we're talking about the same terms. Um <laughs> <laughs> what we Fair, enough. Fair enough. Yeah, we might have different nomenclature there, but I do appreciate what you said, and it, and it does it does resonate with me. You know, especially you know if, if it's a quick format, easily digested, and it's going to cause somebody to come back to you, your company. I I'd agree. That's definitely brand positioning at that point. But if you can get out to the point where, and then there, it requires a lot of consistency as well. But if you can get it to the point where you become the first thought when somebody says, in whatever industry, in whatever application, in, in various parts of your life, if you can become the person that, that is a first or, or the company, the brand, or, where somebody says, I need, how do I, oh, I can call, you know, how do I deal with this? And, oh, I, those guys, they're guaranteed they're going to know it. That, and then you're drawing those people in. And that's so if you want to use any kind of informational dispense dispensing uh, to, to build brand positioning, it's got to create uh, enough. It's got to be where when you're not in front of them, when they run into a problem on Wednesday afternoon and they Oh man, I got to call them. Yeah. What happens when you're not in the room? Yeah. I love it. So what yes, it could, it could definitely could be a, a, a just spent five minutes answering yes. <laughs> it could be used for brand positioning when it's applied correct. Fair enough. I'm with you there. And then, you know, we've we've talked about authenticity. We've talked about short form. We've talked about a few of those things. What are some challenges that you're facing in terms of marketing and communication over there at New Standard? Doing it. Doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's our job isn't and in and especially in our industry where we're basically in the field in, in various forms whether it's on the sales side or support side or whatever have you our job isn't marketing it isn't our primary role in our job description so sometimes it you have to almost schedule yourself to say right i need to create some of this and i can do it but it's not front and center on what you're what you're focused on. So the challenge is is I guess twofold. It's it's actually remembering to do it on a time frame when it's practical or when it's when it can be done properly. It's also getting used to the camera because everybody wants to be on camera until the camera's turned on and then they're off. <laughs> that uh, that's that's uh, 
That's, that's fairly natural. I remember when I picked up my phone the first time after two years of being pushed by marketing people and say, give us some content. And I just grabbed my phone at one point and turned the camera on and started talking at it and deleted it. Did it again, deleted it. But after about 30 times, I'm like, well, screw it. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah, it's a you weird know? experience. Yeah. It really is. And, and maybe for like, you know, you're older than me, but uh, even for, you know, I, I think I'm, I would be like an early millennial, right? I'm 36. But even for me, like getting on camera and doing the show isn't something that I was like, oh, I, I, I really want to do this. Um, I really enjoy doing it now. But that first few times, it's really awkward kind of like seeing yourself and hearing yourself um, that I think maybe doesn't exist with my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're it's, on it all the time. It's something that you can get used to. And unfortunately for some, I'm used to really quickly. And and maybe fortunately for some, it's not that bad of a thing. Everybody can do it, but likely it's awkward. It'd be odd if it wasn't awkward at the beginning. We all start somewhere, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, We've done this in-house, like with some of our guys who have, have uh, probably annoyed some people, pushing them too hard to do videos. Uh, and, and whoever happens to listen to this at some point, they're going to say, oh, yeah, enroll the guys, they were the one. It's, it's hard to get people to get past that point of doing the first one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then they realize that it's, uh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. If you're that person and you're listening, it does get easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I, think, like the, I, think, I think of a guy by the name of Randy up in Manitoba who's, uh, who's done a few of them, and I really appreciate it when he does it. Uh, uh, and you can see he's getting far more comfortable with it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's like it's like lifting weights. You do it, and it, you said it earlier, it's consistency. If you do something consistently, no matter what it is, eventually you'll be comfortable with it, and you get yeah. better at it. Exactly. It just is what it is. But, uh, Tim, did you always want to be the president? Of New Standard or a company in general? If you would have asked me when I was 12, I was just going to be a farm kid all my life. Um, but that's that's not really changed that much. I just associated with farms in a different way. As far as being president, um, uh, I'm perhaps a bit stubborn uh, and it's hard to always be not the one just doing what you want to do. So it's, 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 it's something that I wouldn't seek the role necessarily. And I, I just like to do what I do. Independence would be more of a, a thing that perhaps being in charge of everything. Um, when New Standard started, it was, it was just myself, quite literally, with some financial backing. I had to be everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that role just came with with everything else i don't know that would be something i would seek out uh, per se um perhaps some of my independence leads me to have to fill that role but no i wouldn't say that i've always wanted to be that's fair sometimes even in in my case you know i feel like we grow into things chasing like in your case independence and in mine it's the same way just like a, a freedom sort of thing. And that's, we have that inside us. Not everybody does. And that's okay. It's just, we chase what we want. Exactly. Um, that said, you know, if you could go back and give 18 year old Tim 
one piece of advice, what would it be? Other than buy Bitcoin? <laughs> Other than buy Bitcoin, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to get that in. Uh, one piece of advice. Start sooner and be more bold. And that's two pieces. I get it, but it's kind of a hand in glove. Yeah, yeah, you need just, one or the other. Just chase it. And, and especially thinking as an 18-year-old is that now I look at my kids and it's like, you have no idea. You can try everything and fail and it'll still be all right. And you'll learn so much and you'll figure out what you can and can't do and what you want and don't want to do. And you've got all kinds of support behind you. And I, yeah, just shoot your shot. Yeah, if uh, if you are young and listening to this, that's probably one of the best pieces of advice to cross across this podcast. Your risk tolerance and ability to bounce back is so strong when you've still got a lot of time left. Amen to um, that. And just do it. Just not to Nike it, but just do it. Just go for it. The worst thing that can happen, you got to pick yourself up. But you do that every morning anyway. So. <laughs> And, and when you're 18, you, you can handle everything. Like you say, your risk, to risk tolerance is, is super high, except you don't realize it at that point because mm -hmm. it's just what you are. But, but likely, it'd be very easy to set yourself up with support behind you. There's the most introverted pe person could still find somebody willing to you know, give them a hand up at that point. Yeah. And everybody, I think my dad said this to me many, many, many years ago. Um, and it was, you know, nobody wants to help the person who's not doing anything, but everybody will help the person who's trying. Absolutely. So two for one little advice nuggets there, courtesy of Tim and Daryl. But uh, <laughs> careful, careful on your answers here because you'll grow my library. But what are three books you'd recommend to the audience and why? Three books. Well, to be honest, the Bible is always at the top of the list. It'll never steer you wrong. Oh. That's, that's about the most Sunday school answer you could come up with. I get it. <laughs> oh. I, uh, I read a lot of books. Everybody has varied interests. I'm not one to say that everybody should read every book. I've never been like, textbook formulated kind of and I'm not even going to answer that thing that question properly because I don't that it's it's pigeonholing things in a, in a way that I'm I, I don't there's these lists three of lists or five of them it's, it's read sure just read. read don't ever stop reading pick up something that interests you and read when you've done that do it again with something else um, if, if you have an interest, follow that. Um, if you have something that you feel you're weak on, ask questions about how you Google. Google's going to help you out there too. Just read. Don't ever stop. Um, and again, that's pretty formulatic in itself. Uh, but it's, it's not... And of course, there's great literature out there and there's great self-help books. Um, 
I, I didn't even try and prepare for this question, perhaps uh, knowing that it would come up, because it's not about the book. It's about the action. It's about the habit that you develop. So I, I won't answer your question with other than that. I, I actually love the, the, your answer, though. I actually love your answer. Um, it's, a, it's another just do it. Just, just read and, and read towards your interest. So I, I love the answer. And we'll end it with this, Tim, but where can listeners find you and New Standard online? Well, of course, the, the, our website, newstandard-group.com. Uh, there's variations of that. Of course, we own a few different versions of that just so that we can you know, redirect. That'll get you there. On Facebook, New Standard Group, you'll find us there. Um, of course, on X, on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn's a little bit different, but they're the New Standard Group. And, or no, sorry. On LinkedIn, it's New Standard US and New Standard Egg. It's a little bit harder to set, create one platform for various locations. Mm-hmm. New Standard Ag is our Canadian side. New Standard US is our US side, obviously. Um, I believe we have an Instagram page, but I am not on Instagram, so I'm the bad reference to try and tell you that. Um, of course, uh, um, if you're on any of those, you can find a way to link to me and uh, reach out uh, and connect if, you, if you'd like to discuss anything. Did I miss any platforms? I'm trying to think. I, I think you've got all the major ones. We're pretty easy to find. Um, I'm, I'm even myself, I'm not that hard to find. I'm not a, my name is in common, save for, uh, one other guy in Winnipeg. We sort of, you know, split the Google search results, depending on who's got material out there that's current. Um, don't Google a last name. You're not going to get, uh, anything but pumpkins on the, on the image page. <laughs> I, uh, if I search for my name. I get my dad and then a bunch of people who I don't know and I wouldn't consider my name pretty common, but yours is certainly less common than mine. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's, it's two guys. Well, the last name is, is fairly common, um, especially if you get into the German kind of stuff. Um, but, but when you buy yeah, there's two Tim Curvises out there that I know. Well, I like the one I know. We'll, we'll leave it there. But. <laughs> You and I have fun on these, uh, Daryl, so uh, uh, these small these conversations. We do, we do. We'll have to catch up at a trade show pretty soon. Where's the next one you're heading to? I th- I'll be going to IPPE. Oh, it's a tough one for me. I can never, they overlap too much with the hog shows in January. I know, I know. I think we talked about this when we last talked, but we'll, uh, we'll wrap the episode up here so we don't get everybody stuck in our trading trade shows. Where are you going conversation? But uh, thanks so much for coming on, Tim. Definite pleasure. I appreciate it. You're, you're very welcome. And everyone, we'll listen to you. Or we won't listen to you. We'll talk to you next time.